I'm just going to send this to you. We're just going to start right away. Okay. We don't have to worry about anything. We're Wonderful. just going right into this. Content warning. Swearing warning. Done. <laughs> well, that works. Yeah. Welcome to the Late Late Capitalism Show. <laughs> We're beginning with something unprecedented as Chancellor and I are going to watch the same video together on a site called SyncTube, and I'm guessing I'm just going to react live to it. Oh, yeah, yeah. We're definitely just going to talk about this when it happens. All right, perfect. Um, So, last week... I wait, oh, wait, wait. Boy. Okay, okay. So last week, I brought up uh someone who was apparently infamous in Calgary, and I hadn't realized that we had actually gotten emails about this person prior. Um, uh. I'm talking about Larry Heather. Do you remember Larry Heather from last week? Like very briefly. Like I know we He's talked like, about him for a bit. Anti-abortion. Um, yeah, he was the has guy run like a hundred times. Yeah, Doctor Morgenthaler. Yeah, yeah, he's run. He or, threw ketchup at him. Yeah, that's right. Fucking psycho. And um, he, you know, he's run like a hundred times and he's lost horribly every single time. Yeah. So this is uh, this is a, a song he wrote. Oh. It's um. Oh, it's nice. called 16 Runs. <laughs> well, okay, so he is currently eating cereal and he looks horrible. Okay, it's a cow. <laughs> oh. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't stop laughing at this man. <laughs> He's so fucking Wait. gross looking. Why does he have like a golden piss jug? Why was he carrying that around? Well, it's because he, um, you know, oh, is that a Christian. Israel That's pin? what they do. Oh, yeah, he definitely. Had, he had a Canadian flag and Israeli flag pin. Fuck it, one struggle. Yeah, so this song is about how he's run 16 times and um, hasn't been able to lower the price of the parking system. That's his issue? <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. It's yep. like, I, I also hate paying for parking. Like, I get it, but I wouldn't run for office on that sole purpose. The thing is, is that's not even what he ran on in office for. Oh. Okay. He just, like, decided to make a tune about it. Ah, I see. Oh. Mike was that? <laughs> that was, that was Mike was um, If this video was made in China, where he could just use Saint Peter and Mike Wazowski for free. <laughs> okay, so how versed are you in like Tim and Eric lore? Uh, like decently. I might not know a super super specific reference, but I've watched a decent amount. <laughs> sure. Um. You might remember James Qual then. Uh, I'm gonna send a photo of him. Yeah, I was gonna say, he looks. Like. Larry Heather looks shockingly familiar. Oh, yeah, yeah. Alright. Isn't this awesome, though? Oh, he's fucking going. That wasn't. Yes, okay, yeah. He's like Mariah Carey. He has the same face. <laughs> yeah, so him and him and James Qual just look like the same dude. He's just so at the end oh. of this video, he's wearing a barrel, and I'm glad we offered a content warning because, like, holy shit, this is way too sexual to be allowed on the internet. This needs an R rating. He was just wearing a barrel and could, no shoes. He could also only um, either he could only afford half a barrel, or he could only lift half a barrel. Yeah, it is missing. Um, and he just half swapped it. it from one fr like from the front to the back <laughs> in a different shot to it make just, it look like it was one full barrel. So bizarre. Like I don't understand if you invested in the suspenders and half a barrel, would you not just get the rest of the barrel included in the cost? I think you're right. I think he just couldn't carry two parts of that barrel. <laughs> well, he he's pretty like I don't know how old he is, but like He's not looking well, regardless of age. He's not looking uh, super healthy for his age. Well, so. that was also made in what, like 2013? It said mayoral election 2013. <laughs> Did it? 
Yeah, so like that was eight years ago, and he looked like shit then. <laughs> Gotta imagine he's near death now. So yeah, he um, he's fun. I don't know. We we got emails in the past. Apparently, I got um, some angry messages when we did our show last week, and I was like, I've never heard of this guy. I can't imagine I've never heard of him before. And and uh, I got some messages being like, Yo, we told you about this. Yeah. yeah. So I had to bring that up. That's fine. That's okay. Uh, people are always mad at us for something. So <laughs> not new to me. That's true. I feel like people are going to be extremely mad at me in particular today because one of the things we're going to talk about is Cuba. And I have many, many things to say about the Cuban situation. <laughs> My name is Yulia Castro Goebbels Benavides, and Cuba yearns for freedom, just as Venezuela did. Latin America simply dies to be free from the communist and socialist reign. Here's my GoFundMe. Please help us. Help us in Cuba. We need your help, USA. I need you to come in and kill the people who took my grandfather's slave factory from him. Please. I demand immediately. So... Cuba is in one of the most fascinating political situations they've had since about 1959. So, with the death of Fidel Castro a few years back, there's been very much a leadership challenge for Cuban, uh, like, well, the role of Cuban president, essentially. And Mm -hmm. they just held elections recently, and I'm sure this is a coincidence, but... Just as these elections are taking place, uh, there's been a <clears throat> grassroots movement of protests against the government that has just sp- sprung up out of nowhere, uh, certainly run by the Cuban people. Uh, if you believe the mainstream media, these protests are attended by thousands of people at a time, when in actuality the pictures of the rallies they use are from <laughs> pro-government rallies, but that's okay, Pobody's nerfed. And they're, of course, mm-hmm. protesting the communist rule that Cuba has been under since the Cuban Revolution in the 1950s. Uh, right. The things that they're pointing to is the fact that Cuba, in the midst of an ongoing global pandemic, is suffering with issues of food shortage. And that this is the fault entirely of the communist government and no other outside factors. None at all. It's just the government. Right. So therefore, uh, the government has to go. And we've seen all sorts of luminaries, true titans of Cuban thought and political understanding, such as Pitbull and Anna Navarro and Meghan McCain. <laughs> Wait, a, is Anna Navarro Dave Navarro's wife? No, I wish she was that cool. She's like a never Trump conservative. <laughs> what did what did what was Dave Navarro's uh, thing for a long time? Uh, he had the... a, a band called Tea House of the Spirits, I think. <laughs> Well, he was also in uh, Queens of the Stone Age at one point. Was but, he in um, Queens of the Stone Age? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I knew everybody yeah, yeah. else from the late 90s was. but he was, <clears throat> he was in Queens of the Stone Age at the same time Dave Grohl was. Yeah, okay. Interesting. Yeah. Also. Yeah, it was real powerhouse. But uh, Dave Navarro, what what the fuck was the thing that he said? Live Moss. Oh, yeah. he Taco <laughs> Bell is all about Live Moss. And it's clear that you people embody the Live Moss mentality. <laughs> Yeah, so he's. <laughs> I imagine Anna Navarro being his wife and telling people to live moss. I will say, Anna Navarro is high key nice of it. She is built like two Mack trucks crammed into one. So that's my only uh, positive real statement on her. I want to pull up a. Just a quick tweet from my beloved, uh, the OK Boomer Girl, who has also chimed in with her opinion on Cuba. <laughs> OK 
Okay, yeah, Nico Lowell, right? Yeah, so on her Instagram, which I do follow for the purpose of, of news media cultivation, uh, she posted. I thought you were saying those, nudes. Yeah, nude media cultivation. Uh, she posted one of those classic, you know, Instagram infographics, <laughs> which is yeah. famously how uh, Derek Chauvin got arrested because enough people shared the Instagram infographics, and mm-hmm. she shared one. About SOS Cuba, this, you know, of course, yeah, yeah. grassroots hashtag that just happened to be picked up on at the same time by every single major news media source uh, about how Cuba is in trouble and how it's the communist government's fault and there must be sweeping changes across the board and that this is a global humanitarian crisis. Uh, on the same day, she then tweeted out, less is more, wink face, but not why not free? Check out OnePlus.com for the latest N200 deals. Terms and conditions may apply. And then she took a picture of herself and posted it to Instagram. And I'm going to put it in the Discord chat for the sake of Chance's uh, viewing pleasure. But to say that she looks inhuman in this is putting it lightly. What is going on here? So in the picture, she looks like a Stepford wife. And... (laughs) This was posted mere minutes after her SOS Cuba thing, and I thought it was one of the funniest back-to-back combination of posts I've ever seen. And I think, to me, that really does describe the uh, nascent Cuban independence movement, where it's led by e-girls, a lot of liberal feminists who are discovering when they go to these pro-Cuba rallies that they are like very very heavily populated by pro-Trump crowds, and in some cases, Enrique Terrio and the Proud Boys. Yeah, yeah. A lot of Proud Boys at the ones in the U.S., that's for sure. A lot of a lot of conservatives supporting this hmm, grassroots social movement of Cuban independence. So strange. Yeah. That's so out of character for them. Uh, remind me again, who spent the last 60 years trying to overthrow the Cuban government? <laughs> Hmm. I wonder uh, if the, the Communist Party. Oh, that makes sense. See, I wonder yeah. if the Cuban people are starving simply because of government mismanagement or the fact that we've destroyed the climate. Uh, also, there's been an embargo in place for 60 years. I wonder if these two things are maybe related as well. You can't say we, Jesse, because Canada has always supplied Cuba. Okay. Oh, well, that's true. Uh, in fact, Cuba supplied Canada with Justin Trudeau. So. <laughs> That's a pretty good trade-off, all things considered. That is, you're so right. I wish he uh-huh. had any of the fucking uh, gall or guile of his actual father, Fidel Castro. Yeah, his real biological father, Fidel. How sick would um, this country be if if Justin Trudeau got the the Castro genes as opposed to the uh, Trudeau genes? Like just the biggest schlong. Yeah, like the biggest schlong, cool, like actual awesome beard, uh, desire to purge the landowners and completely snuff out every aspect of like corruption and crime. Uh, that would have been sick, but oh well. Instead, we got the guy who uh, will take photo ops at the mass gravesite of children and then say, we need to do something and then do nothing. Yeah, man, I wonder who can make changes for that. Gee. Huh. Yeah, he's got... But he's got cool socks on, Jesse. That's true. Um, so the, the interesting thing about the Cuba stuff is like it would be incredibly ignorant to say that Cuba is a perfect country. Oh, of course. And th- and that things are like all hunky dory, and that it just worked out perfectly, and it is the communist utopia that we all wanted. Um, but at the same time, when it comes to any kind of actual grassroots movement of people regardless of where they are as a stance politically there was people on the ground in cuba saying that they wanted things to be better right Mm, absolutely but of course as it does with all communist countries is that the global i don't know awareness as soon as it rises a little bit becomes anti-communism Rather than, like, being on the... It, 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 they change the, the, the discourse around yeah, it. It's not supporting... From being communism bad, rather than being, like, 
Cuban people need help. Exactly. They don't give a shit about the actual material needs of Cuban people, which, yeah, to be honest, there are, of course, issues in the governance of the Cuban regime. Part of those yeah. issues, it can be stated, are due to outside interference. Part of it is due 100%. to the fucking fact that the climate has been destroyed. Part of it is due to the fact that a lot of things are scarce during the COVID-19 pandemic. But you are right. Mm -hmm. There is, of course, obviously government mismanagement. And there is some grassroots support and, you know, pursuing in pursuing changes to benefit the greater amount of people. But as mm -hmm. you've noted, that's not what 99% of the outside world takes from this. It's no, and, and, and it becomes the interesting thing about this that needs to be addressed is that even if you and, and there's lots of people that I know that probably listen to this show that are like, we need to be supportive of Cuba, right? Yeah. Which is understandable. But remember, you need to be supportive of the people of Cuba. Yeah. And trying to get their voice heard. But their voice is not calling for intervention. <laughs> That's something that outside actors and... That's what the Miami specifically, Cubans... Um, specifically Americans... And most importantly, Miami Cubans have been calling for interventionism in Cuba. And from what we know from history, interventionism is horrible uh, in that it destabilizes whole entire countries and aims to disrupt rather than to help. Yeah, I mean, it's so fucking blatantly obvious and clear what this Cuba debacle is it's the latest attempt by you know the global community to get their hands on cuba ever since cuba was taken from the americans as this colonial asset they've spent literally every year since trying to find ways to get it back mm -hmm, <laughs> and mm -hmm. this is the latest in a long line of what i'm sure will be continued attempts now that they feel the communist party has a weakness to try mm -hmm. and disrupt and dismantle all former vestiges of it and replace it with the same kind of fucking globalist, interventionalist, neoliberal policies that we saw in the Soviet Union that, oh, resulted in the deaths of hundreds of thousands of people because they fucked their economy up. So mm. that's tremendous. And the, and the sad thing about it is it it takes away any actual conversation about what's going on. It is has become... I've had to ask so many people... And people in my life that I consider to be, like, experts on, like, international affairs and, um, and like, foreign affairs uh, and stuff like that. And I've had to ask so many people to give me resources on what's actually happening in comparison to, like, you know, the infographics that are going on. I love the And it is incredibly difficult to actually find information on what's happening or why it's happening. Right. It's and, intentionally and, obfuscated. Of course. <laughs> yeah, no, 100%, right? It's like it's like when we hear about anything that happens with China. And this God. is not me being like, "Oh man, China's so good and like everything's great over there and they're living in like a beautiful communist uh utopia." Right. It's more just like when you have so many other bodies like other countries with such vested interest that the propaganda machine has been working for ever, <laughs> like almost a hundred years on these countries. Um, even the most objective people in journalism get caught up in the like the bias of the propaganda machine, right? And then it becomes incredibly difficult to find actual truthful reporting because there are so many bad faith actors that are their whole purpose is to give misinformation yeah or whether they know it or not they're just they're they've been exposed to so much misinformation because of the years and years of like internal affairs or international affairs meddling that's been going on between countries in order to leverage certain outcomes from each other um it becomes like okay is what you're saying purposefully false or is it accurate or is it that you don't know that it's false? You've just been caught up in this whole discourse that's been going on. Um, 
because it's compelling because you've heard about this for, you know, your whole entire life because that's the machine at work, right? So the one thing that I want to say is even though it is incredibly difficult to get information on what's going on in Cuba, any kind of intervention is the worst idea. Absolutely. Folks, if you want to know what you shouldn't do, look at literally any piece of U.S. intervention attempt to Cuba from 1959 until now. It will make it abundantly clear that you should not be fucking trying to blunder dick first into Cuba. You can tell the Miami Cubans to, you know, fucking spend their time and money on something else, go drive, you know, a super fast speedboat, do some cocaine, crash into a rock, that's fine. Just stay out of Cuba. Keep your hands off Cuba and let this matter be resolved internally. The thing I want to tell people too is that the white savior complex that comes with saying that you need to help other countries is <laughs> it it, oh, yeah. it hurts to watch, right? So it's it's one of those things where it's like they can't handle it themselves. We need to step in there. But then you like I said before and like you said, any of the efforts to step in have just completely backfired. Well, backfired's a bad word, but it's done the complete opposite of what people thought it was going to do. Yes. The general consensus on what they thought it was going to do. I, I feel like the purpose most of the time is to do like the worst possible outcome. Mm-hmm. Because that's what the fucking FBI and the CIA do. What? But, um, yeah, weird, eh? Are you sure about that? I think they're trying their best. We back the boys in blue and especially the men in black on this show. <laughs> You're so right, Jesse. Yeah. I mean, if you want an example, and this is something else we're going to talk about. If you want an example of how well white people do in trying to fix and provide aid to Caribbean countries, you can just look at, I don't know, Haiti. <laughs> Which Oh yeah, they did a great job. We have literally destroyed more than the earthquake ever could. In the name of charity, for oh, the most part. The stuff that has gone on in Haiti, which we'll get to in a little bit, makes your skin crawl. But before yeah, but- we jump islands, do you have any closing thoughts or additional things to say about Cuba? Yeah, the the one thing that I want people to be reminded of is that if you feel people's own efforts whether you know regardless of where the effort is coming from regardless of if you 100% agree with what they're doing or not but when it comes to any kind of grassroots organization if you feel like intervention is necessary then what you are doing is you are undermining those efforts of those people and you also are not looking at the history of how intervention purposefully takes the power out of the hands of the people that are trying to get things done and moves it towards the hands of opposing governments and and in the name of like world trade um you are whether intentional or not you are supporting in calling for intervention in these countries you are supporting the idea that they cannot handle themselves, that the people are unable to organize themselves, mm. and that it would be they would be better organized if others stepped in. Uh, and again, historically, that is not the case. So, like, just again with the white savior complex, like, do your best to keep that in check when it comes to these things. Regardless of where you sit on any of this, just remind yourself that these are people and that People are able to organize themselves much better than every any fucking government can. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, regardless of where that government's coming from. The white savior thing is an interesting and very true point on this. It really does smack of just more colonialist bullshit, where it's like, oh, of course we have to step into Cuba and, you know, show those backwards peoples and their, their cultures different from ours the proper way of democratic governance. Of course we have to go into Haiti and help them rebuild the buildings that they made so poor in the first place. Of course, we need exactly. to do this. It's what's right. Uh, it's what the United Nations says so. And, you know, the United Nations, that was formed after Hitler. So it was formed to yeah. stop another Hitler. So therefore, it's right. Yeah, just remember, um, 
anyone who listens to this that's not like you know an absolute extremist <laughs> anyone who listens to this who's like a lib right um just remember that maxime bernier really likes the un oh <laughs> so like let that have a sour taste in your mouth is about what still, the UN is supposed to do. Is he still a UN guy? Because I figure with the PPC, he'd be like anti-globalism now. He is. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. He's gonna... He said that he said that he had to do what he had to do for the party at the time. <laughs> okay. He said he felt pressured. That's surprisingly honest. <laughs> yeah, all the yeah, shit it's I'm probably true, you. to be honest yeah, with you. That's bullshit. Just vote for me, you little piggies. You little stupid hogs. Speaking of, I'm sorry, I know you want to get no, it. No, no, go ahead. <clears throat> There's been increasing calls to remove Maxime Bernier from the People's Party of what? Canada. Why? He's great. Uh, <laughs> the reason is, is that in an interview, he said that he would, he's going to get the vaccine oh, and no. um, it, that he um, is okay with vaccine passports if it means he can travel to Europe. Okay. <laughs> and so his followers are now incredibly mad at him. Yeah, I can't say that surprises me. But if he ends up stepping down, like genuinely, who else does the PPC have? I don't think they have any. They don't have Hillier anyone Sloan. who's elected. Yeah, but those guys are both going to lose. Like they won't have. Oh, yeah, they're easily going to lose. <laughs> an elected representative. They'll have a leader, but they won't have any power. Didn't Bernier also lose? Yeah, yeah. Oh, then fuck it. Yeah, go ahead. Put Randy Hillier. Put Derek Sloan. Uh, yeah, put the Anna most May votes Paul. he got. The most votes the PPC got was in his writing that he lost. That's awesome. That's excellence right there. No, <laughs> genuinely, when Anime Paul steps down, she should lead the PPC. Why not? Who cares? It's yeah, a- have you been keeping up on that? Uh, no, I'm more of a manga man myself. <laughs> I hate you. Yeah. <laughs> that sucked. Yeah. I, I know the Green um, Party is having a bit of a tantrum, some internal strife. The Green Party yearns for freedom. I believe SOS Green Party, we must intervene immediately to provide support. So they're, they're mad at Anime Palm because she is more progressive than they thought. Um, well, that can't she had, be. I know, right? And the funny thing is, is that, like, she's not even super progressive. (laughs) She's just not a bare-bones liberal? No, they don't want liberals. They want enlightened centrists. I see, right, yes. Like, they want people that care about literally nothing in politics (laughs) other than climate change. And they also don't want to talk about how... You know, white supremacy has to do with climate change, or capitalism has to do with climate change. genuinely the Green Party's M.O.? It is, yeah. That's so bonkers. Yeah, climate change so that's is its why, own thing. It's not affected by anything else, smiley face. No, ser- seriously, I'm not lying to you. Jesus Christ, no wonder why I know, it sounds insane. don't get any fucking progress. <laughs> well, the thing is, is that what it is, is that it's like, um, oh, fuck, what's her name? I was going to call her Kathleen Wynn. Elizabeth it's not May. Kathleen Wynn. Elizabeth it's May. Elizabeth May. Yeah. And it, it's her and her buddies are all like really weird, like green energy lobbyists Weird. so those people of course are like hardcore neolibs right. that are like you know when it comes to social justice of any kind they're like we need more black trans drone strikes yeah exactly <laughs> you know they're those people um it's all performative we right? should we should put green energy facilities in prisons <laughs> yeah 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 so anime even herself was like she what it was it wasn't even anything she said but she had like someone on her facebook it was like her one of her campaign helpers or something like that made a post that was like hey antifa and hey uh like radical leftists right um we need help when it comes to climate change or something like that and she didn't denounce it oh no and she was like what do you mean? Are are we not allowed to talk about how like, you know, fascism and capitalism are affecting climate? And she got ripped apart for that. <laughs> and <laughs> because they were like, that's not what our party's about. <laughs> Anime, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> top 10 anime betrayals am i right <laughs> there you go <laughs> and um now they stripped her of all of her funding and they also the green party fired her uh campaign managers on her behalf wow so she's running for her riding with zero dollars and zero people in her uh like department. Hey, not only does campaign. she have zero dollars. If you ask me, the friggin' uh friggin' anti leftist, she has zero cents. <laughs> 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 laughing face, hey, laughing hey. face, laughing face, crying laughing face. Yeah, maybe maybe get a job and stop protesting so much, am I right? Yeah, you wanna fix the environment? How about you read an economics book, lady? Yeah, you want to fix the environment? Read theory. Yeah, that's oh, right. Wait. wait. Yeah, how about, <laughs> wait you want to fix the environment? How about you play spin, Splinter Cell Chaos Theory, lady? <laughs> that's right. You dumb asshole. You dumb. Anyways, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's that's where I get my theory from. From yeah. actually, yeah, I um. So yeah, I've been following this for a bit now and keeping up with what's going on. And it's exactly as sad as you thought it was. Right. And it's the reason why they pulled horrible, shitty moves like removing um, progressives from, like, the leadership race, like, two days before the uh, vote for it Jeez. and stuff like that. Like, what was his name? Dimitri something. And then Dimitri the Martin. other lady. <laughs> it was Dimitri Martin. Did you call him, Dim- him Dimitri Martin? Yeah. <laughs> He was running for the Green Party, but he was too shy, so they took him off the ballot. <laughs> but yeah, well, I don't know. What do you expect? They're they're kind of like the PETA of climate change, in oh. that they're like they have one goal and see that nothing else matters. Right. They want they want the status quo except for one thing. I think that's a winning formula. I expect a Green Party supermajority. Uh, Canadians love drama. They love, you know, messy personal gossip. So I think this is actually going to power the Greens to a bit of an October surprise. We're calling it here first. A Green Party majority government. Yeah. Anime will become uh, legalized. A bit, of an October, real. a bit of an October crisis, am I right? Oh, well, that comes next. <laughs> That that comes from the radical centrists trying to take control of the party again from the Antifa left. <laughs> it's so fucking stupid, man. I don't understand these people. Like people that are purposefully like everything has to stay the same. But I want this one thing fixed. Yeah, everything will stay the same, but this one thing will somehow get better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and huh. there won't be any problems at all. Are you sure? Oh, okay. Well, uh yeah why not let's let's go for it what's the worst that can happen good fucking luck like i don't know this isn't like a choose your own adventure or something i think it's the fact that elizabeth may just likes drawing a government pension and does not want to actually change anything and since she's still in control of the party uh nothing will ever change you know what those are fighting words but it sounds like um you know people that are professional students yes so they can just keep getting funding. <laughs> Elizabeth May. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's what, that's what she's doing. Like, she doesn't want to win. No. The Green Party... That means you have to do more work. The Green Party is the political embodiment of your third university degree. <laughs> we definitely just called out some people that listen to the show. That's fine. It doesn't mean that's Take a bad it. thing. It's just that's No, what no. It it's, is. Yeah, I, I feel like they would admit it, too. Look, look hard in the mirror. Come clean with yourself. And then... Uh, Vote for the Antifa left Green Party so that we can finally contract and destroy this country once and for all. It's about fucking time. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So with everything going on in Cuba, there's been a very interesting side plot that has also been occurring. One that seemingly came out of nowhere, certainly caught me by surprise, which was the (laughs) assassination of the sitting haitian president yeah that's insane a story that (laughs) i've been trying to figure out the entire time but has seemingly gotten more and more confusing as time has gone on so for those who have not heard of this story 
about two weeks ago, so July 7th, 2021, two weeks from the time of recording, Haitian Prime Minister Jovenel Moise was assassinated by two, about three suspected assassins. And they found other ones just hiding outside the presidential palace in a bunch of bushes. Mm -hmm. This was one of the strangest, most completely unexpected and inexplicable uh, coups, at least in my lifetime. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's really weird because it has like set up written all over it. Yes, but the thing is, <laughs> it wasn't like in the normal sense where Jovenel Moise was, you know, some left-wing reformer or, like, an ardent Marxist or socialist or capitalist. Uh, he owned a banana plantation <laughs> and was a partner with Culligan Water. This man okay. is an ardent capitalist mm -hmm. and was the successor of Michel, of Michel Martelet. And it seemed like Martelet, who was the leader of essentially, like, the center-right Haitian party it just it's such a bizarre thing to have happened it's like he took over from you know the political kingmaker in Haiti he had the backing of the international community because this guy isn't going to do something drastic like pursue wholesale social changes or you know nationalize the Haitian economy uh he was a avowed dyed-in-the-wool capitalist and all of a sudden out of nowhere he was just ganked by a bunch of, like, it seems like foreign-affiliated <laughs> attackers, mm -hmm. and we don't really know why. First of all, fuck banana plantation owners. Yes. No, monster. Fuck bananas. Yeah. Uh, I, you know what? I'll, I don't mind bananas, but fuck banana-flavored, you know, medicine or popsicles. That shit sucks ass. You know what? I really like fake banana shit. Really? Oh, I'm the opposite. I hate it. You want to you hear some trivia about fake banana shit before I go off? Yes. <coughs> Did you know the reason why fake banana shit tastes so weird? <coughs> Sorry, I don't mean to keep coughing. The reason why fake banana shit tastes so weird is that um, it's because it's based on a flavor of banana that doesn't exist anymore. Oh, I think I've heard this, yeah. Yeah, it's a banana that's like gone extinct or something. I don't know how bananas work. <laughs> Okay. They just couldn't fuck anymore, you know? It's kind of like the koala. Like, they should have put banana porn in front of them. Ooh. Is there banana porn? Is that like the two bananas in pajamas just sucking and yeah, fucking each other? Yeah, it's Onision. Oh, I don't like that. <laughs> I'm a banana. Um, But yeah, fuck. Like, bananas have, like, the bloodiest, most horrible history. Yeah, absolutely. And... It's because it takes up so much space. It's like avocados. Avocados also have a horrible history. And anyone who runs like an avocado farm is a monster on many levels. Um, because it takes up so much space to, to do it. And of course, greedy capitalists will just like keep pushing as far as they can possibly go until the fucking bubble bursts. Mm -hmm. So anyways... Fuck this guy. Yeah. So <laughs> he sucks, man. He was essentially intending to run one more year in office, and there were, there had been protests in Haiti, Haiti since January. Obviously, we wouldn't have heard about any of this, because Haiti, in the Canadian mind, does not mean anything. And, like, literally seven months after those protests started, he was shot and killed, and it's gotten to this point where they think there are over 30 different collaborators involved with this plot now jesse hot take do you think this has to do with the we scandal Ooh, i hadn't thought about that but that's uh i mean anybody who was involved in the haitian reconstruction project following the 2010 earthquake uh is evil they are some of the oh, most it's horrible, man. evil people to have ever lived in the history of humanity. We are talking Marquis de Sade levels of sadists. And yeah. like just so you know, anytime you give money to a charity that says it's going to Haiti, you're literally just funding a billionaire shell company. Yes. It is not going to Haiti. There is so much money in running a charity in Haiti. It's like their biggest export right now is charity like uh tax loopholes. 
Yes. And Haiti in particular has essentially, in some cases, quite literally just been a dumping ground for global filth. Like, in the Haitian uh, reconstruction project the UN has been leading for, you know, 10 plus years, uh, the UN was quite literally dumping raw sewage into the only real drinking water in an area in Haiti, which gave everybody, like, fucking all sorts of, what was it? It gave them a very specific uh, disease. Was it like leukemia, like they do on the res? No, but that wouldn't surprise me either. But there was a specific one. Oh, cholera. Yeah, they introduced cholera oh, to Haiti. Fuck. So the That's U- horrible. The UN literally brought cholera to Haiti by dumping sewage into the drinking water. That's horrible. And that has just... Nobody... Nothing ever came of that. It's still in the UN. The U- UN is still in Haiti. The Clinton Foundation is still in Haiti. All of these, like... Private charities are still fucking raping and pillaging everything in Haiti. They're not even, they don't even, so Haiti was going to introduce, like, you have to have a certain amount of people hired that are Haitian. Yes. Um, But then, of course, these charities lobbied so that you don't have to do that. So most of these charities are, like, people, like, traveling to Haiti to work there. Like, people in Haiti aren't working for these charities. No. That are making the most money in Haiti. No, you've got... It's the same thing as, like, if in high school you need to get some good experience on your resume, you go down to Africa to, quote-unquote, volunteer. It's the same thing. It's just this for Haiti is like, oh, if you need to make a billion dollars in public money, you just go down to Haiti to help with the reconstruction. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it's... Absurd. It should also be noted that this is not the (laughs) only Haitian coup of the 21st century. Now, Haiti has a long and turbulent history being one of the crown jewels of the French colonial empire. That is until, you know, the late 18th century, early 19th century, when the Haitian Revolution occurred, a slave uprising, which resulted in the, quote, massacre of French forces, which is sick. I wish more things resulted in that. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. By 1804, Haiti had actually lobbied for independence, but did you know that they had to pay France for their independence? Really? Yes. I did, I did not know that. So let me get the exact figure here. I'm also going to... Wait, wasn't it... It's like reparations, right? As So there's a different term for reparations that was used, but essentially, at the time, so in 1804... Haiti had to pay 90 million gold francs for their independence. Holy shit. And it's interesting you mention reparations, because as recently as 2003, there was a democratically elected leader in Haiti, a man by the name of... Uh, sorry, I'm just getting, making sure I'm getting it right. Yes, Jean-Bertrand Aristide, who mm-hmm. actually... In 2003, after winning the general election in 2000, which uh, this might sound familiar to you, the U.S. declared that the Haitian general election had some fraudulent practices involved and therefore should not be counted. Hmm. 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 I'm sure. No, you can't. You can't do that, though. Yeah. No, that's bad. I'm sure uh, the U.N. was very interested in that. But in 2003, Aristide would request that France repay Haiti the $21 billion worth of reparations that they paid 200 years prior. Uh, And you know what happened shortly afterwards? In September 2003, a coup was launched in Haiti. Wow. Yeah, of course. I'm sure that's a coincidence. Essentially, Aristide was chased from the country. Uh, the way he describes it, he was kidnapped by American forces and flown out of Haiti to the Central African Republic. At that point, uh, a interim government was chaired and led by Gerard Latouré and uh, Boniface Alexandre, who were installed in Haiti. And guess what? A short time after they were put in place, they said, oh, that call for reparations was completely unrealistic and silly. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Yeah, don't worry, we're never doing that. No, and then they would remain in power until 2006 when a new election could be held, which was won by René Préval, who promoted, among other things, the privatization of companies, agrarian reform, and his presidency was, of course, marked by attempts at, quote, economic stabilization, with Uh. (laughs) the latter part of his term ending thanks to the 2010 earthquake. 
Right, you're right, of course. So Haiti's been having a great time. We've been doing wonderful work down there. Uh, it was found that Canada did play a pretty major role in the 2004 coup, which also had U- United Nations and American backing. So we're really killing it. And it turns out one of the <laughs> perpetrators in the 2021 Haitian assassination, guess what? He also served as a bodyguard in the Canadian consulate. Yeah, I heard that um, in the assassination attempt as well, or or the, it was it worked. It wasn't an attempt. Yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, I heard that a lot of the members that were involved that were caught were also like ex forces. Yes. Um, or like trained by the U.S. or something like that. I'm not sure. They had a I military too background. much into this, but yeah, they had military background. Or yes. like, uh, essentially, yeah, they had combat training. They had connections to various groups, including the Canadian consulate, American forces. Uh, something is deeply, deeply strange here. Now it could be, the and they fact- caught them. They caught them hanging out at a, like a motel in the country too. Yeah, they didn't even flee the country after. No, three of the guys were just found hiding in some bushes. <laughs> yeah, like you just killed the president of this country. What do I do? Let's go hide in the bushes, like ten fucking feet away from the palace. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it wasn't even like forces that found them. It was just like regular people in Haiti that were like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's uh, very bizarre. It could be maybe an attempt for them to try and quell the political uprising. Because there were a lot of people that were, of course, uh, unhappy with what was, go- what was going on in Haiti. But it should be noted that the OAS, the group that tried to overturn Evo Morales' election in Bolivia, uh, also supported uh, Jovenel Moise. So mm. I'm very confused as to who actually did this. I have literally no idea who would orchestrate this coup. Right, right. Whatever happened to that lady um, oh, that they found in a box? Janine you remember Agnes? that? Yeah, she's still... Yeah. I believe she's still awaiting trial. Is she still in that box? Yeah, no, they left her in the box. They actually just picked the box <laughs> up and brought it They in, picked the box yeah, up? Yeah, into the prison. They taped it shut, and they were like, we gotta, <laughs> we gotta bring you to court now, yeah. sorry. That's right. They, they, they slapped a courthouse sticker on it, and it got shipped to court, and it's just <laughs> been sitting there. They forgot to punch <laughs> air holes in it. So you're hearing it first. It just said, it just said like evidence uh, specimen number one. Uh, Janine Añez, Goebbels, Hitler, Carrera, Contreras, uh, Himmler Jr. dead at whatever age she was. <laughs> Man, yeah, I I want to follow up on that. Whenever things go down with that, I need to I need to keep up because um, that was insane too. Pretty much. So right now, the idea of what is what what would you call it? The global south? Yeah, sure. I think that's a fine term. Like South Africa right now is also fucked up. Um, they also had an assassination go on. I don't know enough about it to speak about it. Mm-hmm. But like pretty much all of the, oddly enough, all of these countries have had so many foreign hands involved. Mm-hmm. And even in times where it's like with Haiti, where it's like, wow, that's kind of based. It's like, what? <laughs> yeah. It's like, what is what is the end goal, though? And you kind of have to remind yourself that uh, a lot of the times it is not the benefit that you think it is. Um, in certain countries, it can be. There's there's times where. Things like this do happen where you're like, wow, damn, the people actually like rose up and did this. But like when you find out that all these people that were involved in the the Haiti assassination were like ex-military and that, you know, there's uh, I don't know. It, it seems like there's so many vested interests. Right. It, it, it stops becoming like, damn, the people actually like spoke up for themselves and like, you know, wanted change. And more so, oh, are they just going to replace them with someone that's more opportune to something that they want? Or it's like, same general beliefs, but doesn't have the stink of, like, corruption upon him. Like, is this just a clearing of the trees so that they can, you know, make way for further American influence or further, you know, capitalist sentiment? Because it certainly doesn't seem like an authentic grassroots uprising. (laughs) And again, um... That's one thing that I I cannot overstate is that 
whenever you see that there is foreign bodies involved, especially any of the major imperialist bodies, you know that is not for the benefit of the country. Um, and it is almost always for the benefit of trade or export or, you know, quote unquote, the economy right. or what have you. So it'll be interesting to see what comes out of Haiti. Um, you know, I really hope it works in the favor of the people, but with how many major companies run out of Haiti and how much, how like billions of dollars are made on the country of Haiti, um, it's hard to have high hopes. Yeah, no, I don't think this situation is going to end well for anyone currently living in Haiti. Uh, mm -hmm. And I genuinely have no idea where this story is going to go to next. I could not even begin to fathom. We should have Evo Morales be the new president of Haiti. Just give him the country? Yeah. Yeah, why not? He's pretty, he's pre he is indeed pretty based. He's I do. I, oh, speaking of based, did you hear about Peru? No. So, um, oh, okay. I'm going to look this up real quick. I'm not, I'm not going to cut this though. We're, we're keeping this in. No, that's fine. This is, this is live research. Um, so Peru just had an election, right? And, um, a socialist indigenous to Peru, uh, teacher who's, uh, obviously like a hardcore leftist won the election. Oh, Okay. Yeah. Um, I give him three weeks. <laughs> Pedro Castillo is the country's oh, next Castillo. president. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. He beat uh, Keiko Fujimori. Mori? Fujimori? Oh, yeah. Okay, I did see this briefly. Yeah, I, I had heard that he had won, but I didn't know a lot about him. Yeah, yeah, he, he, he won. He's uh, He was a, uh, a teacher in rural Peru. And he's also indigenous, and he's now the first um, indigenous person to uh, be the president of Peru. Good shit! Isn't that awesome? Yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty cool. He won by like forty-four thousand votes out of seventeen million votes cast. Yeah, I was gonna say a very narrow margin. Very, very narrow. OAS so is coming. Yeah, it's gonna be really interesting to see how the world is just gonna be like. Yeah, no, this doesn't count. My name is Janelle Nicolo Rodriguez Herrera <laughs> Goebbels, and Peru yearns for freedom. Please, SOS Peru, we must investigate the corrupt election in Peru. Uh, so, yeah, that's pretty cool uh, with Peru. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At least they got good shit going on. It's a rare victory, so we'll take it. Yeah, they're the free Peru party. And it's just a big pencil on a red background. That's their, <laughs> that's their flag, which is awesome. Okay, I can respect that. I do love it, a big pencil. Yeah, well, I think they they just want you know things to be better. They won by I don't know. It's so funny that um, it was only forty four thousand votes because they actually won by like like the amount of seats that they won over popular force, which is Fujimori. Um. The seats that they won is like 13 more seats in Peru, mm -hmm. which is pretty substantial. That is. I was going to say, like, they're they're flipping that kind of uh, electoral map a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, very interesting. Uh, I really hope good things come out of it because Peru needs it. Fuck. I mean, anywhere in the global south needs it. They We have fucked things up beyond... Beyond measure, both in terms of intervention directly as well as, you know, the indirect but overwhelming effects of climate change as well. Also, it's so interesting to see how many white people ran for president of Peru. <laughs> I wonder, hmm, you know what, it's probably fine. I'm sure they're all, you know, they have family lineage in the area dating back at least to the 1950s. So, like, 12 people ran and, like, one, two, uh, three... Four, five. So almost half of them are white dudes. Ah, what's the worst that could happen? You know, I'm sure <laughs> Latin American countries famously love being run by white guys. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chance, before we 
get finished off with things today uh you were mentioning a new podcast that uh started by some friends of the show would you like to give them a a plug for the people listening oh yeah i would i would absolutely love that um so i used to me and my partner used to um on queen's campus uh somewhere i won't tell where but somewhere we used to have drinks and watch kaiju films with a group of friends yes and uh we would use like one of the room's projectors and just kind of veg out and it was really awesome and now the people that we did that with actually have a podcast called monster club and i will put the rss in the description of this show so that you guys can subscribe to it it is genuinely very very funny um i really like it they're they pretty much are just going to be watching either really really bad like d-list horror films or monster films Mm -hmm. and just talking about them their first episode that they just uh released is about dinosaur island which is like (laughs) a soft core (laughs) like um like i don't know it's what Jurassic Park was based off of. That's it's actually the original and Jurassic Park's the remake. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's pretty much just softcore porn with Joe Pesci in it. What? Oh my god. I have to I have to A see that and then B hear about that. Yeah, so they're really good and every once in a while you might hear some cameos from myself in the show. Oh. And um not in the first episode, but eventually I right. might be on it. And um yeah, I I definitely implore you guys to check it out if you like really weird niche uh monster and horror films and if you like just like sitting down and and laughing at random bad movies i love sitting down (laughs) i'm doing it right now (laughs) i love that thank you jesse yeah this sounds like the place for me so Mm. once again shout the fuck out to our newest sister podcast and really our first younger sister podcast. Our first yeah. stepsister podcast, if you will. Yeah. Also, um, other podcasts that are dope right now is uh, From Embers. I was going to say, they're coming back. I saw that. Yeah. Which is awesome. Uh, very excited for that. If I hope to hear more from them in the future. A, a they, smarter they just version released of this show. <laughs> a much smarter version a of us. wildly smarter version of us. Uh, they're the guys to check out. Yeah, they, they just dropped an episode on Fairy Creek where, um, you know, Dean and Megan were out there for a bit. So mm-hmm. it's got some some ties to us a little bit. Yeah, and to, just to clarify, when Dean and Megan were out there, they were making arrests. So they were wearing the vest. <laughs> they did have the uh, restraint equipment, just to clarify. Dean walks up and he's like, where's the chainsaw, boys? Hello. Let's get to work. Hello, fellow leftists. My name is Off- uh, My name is Dean, and I'm here with the Green Party. <laughs> And I'm here to help defend the land. Now, can you point Dean me was... to the nearest narcotics dealer and or gun slash drug runner? Dean's wired. Like, he shows up. He's got a, he's got a wire on. He forgot to wear any he's... clothing, though. So he... <laughs> he's like, he's like halfway through. He's like, damn, it's hot. And he takes his shirt off. And everyone's just looking at him weird. And he's like, what? It's, you know. For oh, my, it's my pacemaker. This is my Iron Man cosplay. Myself and Megan are getting married in a Marvel Comics film ceremony. <laughs> Here at Fairy Creek. That's right. I'm Robert Downey Jr. She's, uh, the, <laughs> I don't know, whatever the redhead lady's the name lady? is. The lady? Yeah. Yeah. And we're going to yeah. have an epic wedding. Our Funko Pop is the witness. They're like, <laughs> yeah, you know what? That sounds pretty legit. And they just go back to whatever it is they're doing. And then he hits people with a huge soy smile. Yeah, that's right. It's the soy smile that will get you 100 <laughs> times out of 100. So, so yeah, uh, two pods that I'll, I'll slap in the description down below that are tangentially related to us in one way or the other. And uh, very excited to see what they end up doing. But, uh, yeah, anything else you want to end off on, Jesse? No, the late late capitalism show yearns for freedom. Please help us, S O S L L C S at C F R C. Please, we need your intervention and your four and eight dollars instantly. I have to overthrow the dictatorship of Mister Chancellor. Please help me. Oh my God, <laughs> that's pretty good. I like that. Oh, uh, one other thing before we head out, actually, is that 
um, our email inbox is still open. So if you ever have um, show ideas or criticisms or just want to chat with us, send us an email. It's been a while. Good song. Shout out to the new metal episode. (laughs) (laughs) It's been a while. And you know what? Thank you, folks, for listening to what was surely the most recent episode yet. We hope you enjoyed yourselves, and we'll catch you again next week. (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye.